guys, it's Kiki and I'm here to review season six, episode six of Owns Ready to Love entitled The Backup Plan. So the episode starts off with the men meeting in Tommy's tabernacle and he's trying to get them to open up about the bonfire, truth or dare, everything that went down that he missed out that he thinks is messy. But he's not done being messy yet. Tommy comes up with this, I don't know. I didn't get the scenario that he was trying to make, but I was like, Tommy, someone could have wrote you a better script. He wants the men to take out their backup plan and to take out the woman they perceive as their second option. Tori's like, he doesn't really have a backup plan. And we're going to talk about Tori a lot later in this recap. Clifton says that he'll probably take out Dakia, even though he likes her, but she doesn't really top joy in his list of women that he's interested in. So right off the bat, I'm turned off by this idea. Like we are grown. Why are we doing this? Taking out my second option. What's the point? Not to mention, do the women going out on the dates, do they realize that they are the second options? Like it just, it breeds a lot of messy behavior that is going to go down this episode. And y'all, I watched this live Friday night and I was just, I was rage tweeting because this entire episode was a hot mess. I don't like the idea of taking out your second option. I don't like how it's presented like you know, take up the backup plan. I know what they're thinking, like, oh, maybe they'll find love with someone else. But I feel like that has already, that idea has already launched prior to this episode. So maybe that's why things got so damn messy so damn quick. So the first disaster, I I mean, the first date is taking place between Eric and Carmen. Y'all, up until this episode, I was really here for Eric. I thought he was cute. I liked the fact that he was a chef. I thought him and Dakia had great chemistry, but everything that happened on this date just turned me off. All right. Eric thinks that although Dakia is his strongest connection, he wants to see where things go with Carmen because she's his homegirl and they vibed for years. If y'all have vibed for years, why is it taking this TV show to actually make a move for both of y'all? Just saying. Uh, Carmen, of course, is overconfident. She thinks that Eric has always wanted her. Child, whatever. Um, She asks him if he's feeling anyone else. And he says that he likes Dakia. But they recently had a date and it brought up a certain situation. Let's just pump the brakes here. My nigga, why are you speaking about another woman on your date with another woman? That's just, that's bitch assness to me. Don't ever bring me up. Especially if we are dating in this experiment. Why are y'all discussing me? Exactly. Um, And Eric, my nigga, you you are a baby back bitch. If I can get on here and scream about how Laverne is a bitch, you are a bitch as well. Bitch made. Um, He goes and tells Carmen, and I think this is why I really don't like what Eric did. He knows that Carmen always has something slick to say about Takiya. He knows her demeanor when it comes to other women surrounding him. Why are you pouring gasoline on the fire, sir? That's messy bitch behavior. But he tells Carmen that Dakia and he were on a date and that Dakia leaned in and he said that he obliged. Really giving the feeling that Dakia was being very forward with him and that he didn't want to kiss her. But you kissed her. Like, nobody had a gun in your head. Um, I, I do not like that. And again, with this age group to see the men being this childish, honey, is, is this what the Potomac area has to offer? Yeah. 
Um, so of course, Carmen jumps all over that. She says that, of course, you know, a man is going to reciprocate if you put it out there. She calls Dakia a desperate woman. No, Carmen, that would be you. You're extremely desperate and extremely thirsty, but I digress. She says that Eric is hers and that if she wanted him, she could have Eric and that Carmen thinks she's the main course and that Dakia is the appetizer. And I was just like, girl, if you only knew that the assignment this week was to take out the side piece. But I digress. I'm done with Eric. I'm done with Carmen. This scene disgusted me. They can have each other. They can have each other. Like, Carmen to me is the female version of P.O. Like, the red flags are there, but people are drawn by the talk of sensual and sexual chemistry. Like, if y'all are horny, just say that. Next date we have is Tina Christina and Funky Deneva. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Demetrius. Tina Christina and Demetrius, not Funky Deneva. Anyway, Funky, I mean, Demetrius says that he is like Tina ever since she arrived on the cast at the beach house despite the fact that he never spoke to her all right um tina's a little confused as to why she's on the date with him because she thinks he's handsome she thinks he's cute but like i said he didn't say one word to her at the beach house and she clocks that immediately and she lets him know that she dates with discernment and she thinks that demetrius comes off as a player like he's so offended by this statement he's and i'm like "Mm." I could see it because he's too calm, cool, and collected and too passive. So I could understand why she could see that as him being a player. Um, He's just like, no, you got it all wrong. I'm actually trying to be very intentional. Like when this process is all said and done, I want a wife and I want a marriage. Demetrius, where? You want a wife, you want a marriage, but you have literally put forth 0.001% effort into finding that um of course he gives the whole i've been to therapy spiel and i'm doing the work okay so when the men on this show say they've been to therapy is the therapy still ongoing are you still checking in with said therapist like did you just do one session and that was it or is it a continuous progress like is it something that's ongoing because i'm sorry i don't believe it i you need more people Tina Christina just tells him that when it's all said and done, she needs trust and she needs someone that she can be vulnerable with. So he's already trying to lay it on thick, like, oh, you're going to be doing that with me. Like, we're going to move forward. I'm not buying it. He says that the woman he likes states her purpose up front. So that little jab, I feel like, is probably geared towards Sabrina because Sabrina's kind of. Now, Sabrina, I was with you last week, but Sabrina's kind of sampling all the flavors and I'm not mad at it, but. We might be halfway through the process at this point. I'm going to need you to narrow down the list. As far as Demetrius taking out Tina, I really don't know who Demetrius' second choice would have been. Um, I'm just ready for him to go home. So it, it really doesn't matter. Tina, again, you could do a lot better in your choices, sis. Next, we have Donovan, who is still fairly new. He is going on three separate dates, one with Sabrina, one with Carmen, and one with Dakia. Um, I'm going to just rank from least interested to most interested. His date with Dakia, they just talked about the type of guy he is and what he wants in a woman. I didn't really see sparks there. The conversation really wasn't interesting. It just felt like a business date. 
his date with Carmen, I mean, they bonded over the fact that they're both parents. Um, he says that there's a sexual connection with her. So even though I feel like Carmen always puts 20 on 10s on her dates, I could tell that he was somewhat attracted to her. His date with Sabrina is where I think that's where most of his interest was. They talked about a lot of stuff. Like she says that even though she's divorced, she wanted to place herself in this experiment because where else can you date a ton of people and it's fine. Girl, the real world, um, men do it every day as women. We should also do it every day. Sabrina, you didn't have to come on ready to love to date multiple men at the same time. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sabrina says she likes the fact that Donovan is divorced and already has kids. She's fine. And she's open to the idea of a blended family. Like, that's not a negative to her. He does ask her about, you know, the truth or dare game. And if her nibbling on Demetrius's heir meant that that was her only connection. And she's just like, no, she is still open to new connections. So he's glad to hear that. And Sabrina's like, you know, after a couple drinks, I would definitely sleep with him. Sabrina. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess Donovan, again, just another passive man. I, I feel that he's making more of an effort this week, but I still can't picture who Donovan would be with if he made it to the end. Like it could be a toss up between anybody. Next, we have a date with Clifton and Dakia. Y'all already know Clifton likes Joy. She's in his top, but he still has a connection with Dakia. He says that he's trying to get to know her on a better level because she has a nine to five attitude. Of course, that comment rubbed me the wrong way. Like, what is, <sighs> I feel like we go over the same tropes every season and how the men are intimidated by powerful, strong black women. Like, why? Why, if I saw a powerful, strong black man who was all about business, that would attract me. That that doesn't seem to foster the same attitude towards the men on this cast. And it lets me know that they're insecure. It lets me know that they can't keep up. And it lets me know that Dakia may be just a little bit too good for this show. But anyway, she shows up for the date. She says that she knows that Clifton has another connection with Joy, but that it doesn't bother her. She still wants to get to know him on a better level. Um, and she feels like she brings out something different in him. So the entire date, usually what it is with Dakia and Clifton are a lot of sexual innuendos, a lot of sex talk and I was already rolling my eyes like can we get to the meat and potatoes please but they actually do talk about outdoor activities like bungee jumping and skydiving and Clifton has done all that Zakia has done that as well and he's like oh I didn't think that you would have done that and she's like yeah you know you gotta get to know me outside of the professional setting like I hate that it's the way that she carries herself that makes the men like oh she she's too professional for me what do y'all want? Y'all want a lazy woman who does nothing? Then y'all would be complaining that she's a gold digger. You want a woman who is power driven and is big about her business? Oh, now she's too business focused. She's nine to five. Like you niggas want your mothers and that's really what the tea is about. But <laughs> let me put, take off my psychoanalytic cap. Like, I don't know what it is. I, I would hope that with all the blessings and the things that I achieve, throughout my career that that would not turn men off but if it does then you are not the man for me okay I attract what I am and I'm going to manifest what I am so if you can't handle it exit stage left like I, I don't understand it again I see potential with Clifton and Dakia but he has joined his number one spot I mean if this were the women's week I definitely think Dakia would have chose Clifton as her second choice because 
she's all in the chef Eric, but you know, plot twist, that's not gonna last too long. Next disaster, I mean, the next date is between P.O. and Joy. I'm like Joy walking in, like, why am I here? P.O., you, I don't know how, but you have so many women interested in you. Christina, Precious, uh, who's the other one? Carmen, he has three women who are actively interested in him, but for some reason, he decides to take out Joy. I think P.O. thought he had a little bit too much game because Stevie Wonder could see that Joy was not interested in him, okay? He says he's taking Joy out for a moment of clarity for himself. Um, Joy automatically is walking in thinking that this is a platonic date. She is not into P.O. She's in her, you know, her own big daddy. And this whole time on this date, I'm thinking now... Two weeks ago, Precious campaigned for P.O. and everybody thought that he was full of shit. Um, and she basically saved him from getting eliminated. And we have not seen them interact or, you know, she still talks about P.O. in certain conversations. But P.O. has not mentioned Precious in three weeks. The math not mathing. And you see how these niggas really or Okay, so he decides to ask Joy, you know, why was she so bold about kissing Clifton during Truth or Dare? And she's like, what do you mean? I've, I've been wanting that, man. I've been wanting to do it. Like, he is my number one connection. Like, Joy just basically says she's open to the process, but she's already getting bored. And she's really to just truly focus on Clifton. I respect the fact that she said that with her whole chest. She wasn't bullshitting around. She's not wasting these other guys' times. Every date she's been on, she has mentioned that she's into Clifton. So I feel like the other guys, they're not bothered. They respect it. But it's always, it's also like a reassurance. Are like, you sure you don't want me to? It's very pick me for the men. Like y'all know she's not into y'all. Um, and P.O. is a bitter bitch in my opinion. Because whenever a woman rejects him, he takes that to the tabernacle and tries to make a case on why that woman should be eliminated. We'll see that later. But he ultimately says that he's not jealous of Clifton and Joy's connection, but that he and Joy will always be friends. And I'm like, of course y'all will. She's not into you, my nigga. Next, we have a date with Shirley and Ace. Y'all know who I'm talking about when I say Shirley. Uh, Shirley feels like Ace is the female version of him. <laughs> Shirley. <laughs> Laverne. Okay, I'll use his real name. Laverne buys Ace some lotion. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. And then he continues to rub it in on her arm on her skin at the table gross ace is such a kind soul and has such a kind heart she's like oh i love acts of service and laverne has such a giving heart and i'm like girl if you only knew that he said he's going to make it to the end and he'll do whatever it takes and he already said he wanted to put it in your mind that he was the guy for her um i mean their date wasn't really anything it's just him being nauseously sweet to her and he basically tells Ace that she can tell everyone that he is the guy for her and he will do likewise. So I feel like he was kind of saying, oh, you can go ahead and tell everyone that I'm your number one and I will go ahead and tell other people that you're my number one. Laverne came this close to getting eliminated and he is making power play moves. And I don't like that. I feel a vibe between them, but I feel like he just went zero from 100 and put the pedal all the way to the floor with Ace. And I don't like him taking advantage of her nice, kind spirit in doing that. Even though, even though he does seem like more calm, more outgoing when he is with her. But I still think this is all part of the plan to find common. 
<laughs> and Todd to bring the noodles back to you. <laughs> it's, a, it's a trap. It's a trap. I don't trust Laverne or his tight jeans. Um, ugh, I, I just wish last week's episode wouldn't have happened because we have not seen Laverne put forth a lot of effort. And the first thing he said when Ace walked up is like, oh, she's the female version of me. Now you said that exact same thing about Joy. And now you see that Joy wasn't giving you no play. So now all of a sudden, Ace is the female version of me. She is me. Stop it. Let's move on to the next date, which is a complete fucking mess, child. So Tori and Precious. First off the bat, Precious walked in so shocked to see Tori sitting there. Did y'all see the way she looked when she walked in? Like... Maybe she thought she was going on a date with P.O. And I'm just like, Precious, I'm with you, sis. Tori, out of all the people who would be your backup plan, why didn't you take out Ace? You're always doing the spoken word. You know, according to Ace, y'all be writing songs, be writing poetry together. I'm confused, but I wasn't once I realized what the fuck Tori was trying to do. Immediately, he orders shots. Okay, yeah, because you're nervous and you had a plan set forth in motion. He orders shots and he's commenting on how sexy she looks and how her nipples are showing through her blouse. And I'm like, (sighs) okay. Precious says that she and Tori had a strong connection in the beginning, but he kind of got lost in the sauce. And now she's wondering why she's here on this date. Um, Of course, they're talking and he's like, oh, you know, I can rearrange your organs. Oh, you know, I could, I'm the kidney smasher. Tori, please. And I think there's a lot to be said about grown men Tori's age who think that causing pain equalizes sexual pleasure for women. It's very much giving I just turned 18 and I have zero stroke game. And Tori's far from 18 and a lot of men who equate pain for women with sex, y'all be in y'all mid 40s. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. Like, No, man, it's not sexy for a woman's cervix to be hurting or bleeding or her uterus to be hurting. Like, all that, oh, I could rearrange your gut. Like, that shit is not sexy to me, nor is it, like, I come from the believing nature of if you truly are good at what you do, you never have to discuss it. Period. But I want men to, men, if you're listening, that is some teenage boy mentality. Like, oh, I'm so big, I'm going to wreck her. No, no, baby. That tells me that you've been watching pornos all your life and you've never had a genuine beneficial sexual experience. But let me get off of Tori and his kidney smashing. Um, Precious keeps trying to have like a serious conversation. She's like, well, is there anything you'd like to know about me and my intentions on what I really want? And he's like, uh, let's order shots. So he orders shots again. They take shots and then he he's like, oh, you got something over here. And then he goes in and kisses her. And I'm just like, oh, God, Tori, <sighs> you are a basic bitch. Like you only did that because you are still in your feelings. You are still immensely insecure about Sabrina nibbling on Demetrius's earlobe and the fact that he kissed her in front of everyone. Now, because your little ego is bruised, 
you didn't take out someone that you were genuinely interested in. You took out someone that you knew that you could kiss without any warrant. Someone that you knew you could just use for this moment and toss away to the side. And as much as I make fun of Precious, I still like her as a woman. I still like her as a person. I still like her in the process of this show. But to see him do that was very disgusting and it was a little triggering not for me though, because I, I would never let a nigga do that to me. But to see the way that women, I'm sorry, women are just used by men, especially on this cast, that's just, mm, I need a moment, so I'm going to use you and then toss you to the side. He knew that kiss was giving nilch. Okay, Precious is like, um, no, the kiss, it was what it was, but I feel nothing for Tori. And he says the same thing. He was like, oh, the kiss gave him no sparks because it only made him realize that he only wants one person. And that's Sabrina. Sabrina barely wants you, my nigga. Like, I'm so disgusted by Tori. That is why I'm so glad I called bullshit last week. Like, oh, I'm old school. I'm not going to sit here and play no guessing. You're you're old school, but you're going to kiss someone that you're not interested in and you know you're not interested in and do shots with them when... You know, you were trying to kind of impair her judgment, which I'm not going to delve too deep into that because it could, I don't know, it could maybe bring forth some other qualities about him that we don't like. Like the fact that you had to have alcohol on this date so that you could kiss her unwarranted. I'm going to leave that right there. But I hope, ladies, if you're picking up what I'm putting down, let me know. But Tori, I knew last week that was all some bullshit about how you were hurt. The only thing that was bruised was your fucking ego and your lazy motherfucking eye. I'm sick of him. I want him off the show immediately. It's time for the men to meet back up in Tommy's tabernacle. <laughs> immediately, you know, he wants the guys to tell him what went down this week. Eric says that he opened some new doors with Carmen, but he still likes Takia. She's something that he would eat over and over. Okay, Eric. Um, he says that, you know, he has kind of shifted his lineup. Whatever. Clifton says that he went out with Takia this week. She was totally a different person. She was less 9 to 5-ish. And she had her hair down. Demetrius said he went out with Tina Christina. Okay, they have a lot in common and that, you know, his list has kind of changed. Paul, for some reason, just said that he liked Tina. I guess he had nothing else to offer since his, jo- his date with Joy went nowhere. He just basically says that he liked and connected with Tina that first night or the first day that she came through at the beach house donovan says that he likes sabrina they had a very romantic date he says that carmen is full of energy and that dakia is fun shirley all right shirley says that his date with ace went really well and that she could be the one and they're looking forward to planning the holidays together Tommy's like, but hold up, Laverne, I thought Joy was your first choice. And he was like, eh, she was, but you know, I'm, I'm more into Ace now. And he wants to take this time to give advice. Eric is already shaking his head. He's like, and don't be afraid to say who you want. Don't worry about what Clifton, what Paul, or what I'm doing. Just go ahead and tell the person that you like to like them. I honestly don't think Laverne was being messy. I just think that Laverne just... He thinks his opinion matters and that everybody wants to hear it all the time. And it's like, no, nobody asked for your opinion. And that's what Eric said, because Tommy noticed that Eric was rolling his eyes and shaking his head. And Eric says, listen, I don't want advice. I'm good. Laverne says, I'm not trying to give y'all advice. I just want y'all to be intentional with these ladies. And I call bullshit because... Laverne, it's not your place to tell the men to be intentional and you are one to talk because you are not being intentional. 
ever since you almost went home last week, now you want to hone in and now you want to be intentional. Give me a goddamn break. Demetrius, y'all know Demetrius's favorite word is intentional. So, of course, his ears popped up and he's like, oh, I've been doing that. So he and Laverne kind of go back and forth. Laverne's like, no, I didn't interrupt you when I I was blah, 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 blah. This is all being competitive. Um, And Donovan in his confessional says, you know, if Laverne wants to do that, that's fine. But I'm not going to be bullied into making a decision. I'm going to take my time to do what I want and make connections that I want. And for Donovan, who is a newcomer to say that, it lets me know that the tone of what Shirley was trying to say was a little messy. Okay. Laverne, take your own advice and worry about yourself. Don't try to tell these men what to do. And I have nothing else to say about him. Go home. That's it. Tommy asked the men who they have the strongest connection with. We only got two answers from this. I don't know why. Tori says Sabrina and Demetrius says Sabrina. Next, he asked the men to name who is not holding their attention. Demetrius says Precious. He feels like she was doing damage control and that she wasn't being genuine. Demetrius, you just don't like Precious. Even though you told Christina Tina on the date you like a woman that states her intentions, yet Precious did that. You had a problem with it. Okay. Donovan says that Precious gives him like sister vibes. Tori says that Precious, that there's nothing there. But he neglected to tell them that he kissed her and that he, you know, started the kiss and ordered shots. He left that part out though. These niggas ain't shit. Laverne says that there's nothing there with Sabrina. I think Sabrina and Dakia clock something about Laverne. Because they're well, you've noticed in their eliminations and the tabernacles, Dakia and Sabrina are um, always saying that they're not here for Laverne. So something must have happened off camera. Um, and I think next week, Sabrina and Laverne are going to have a blow up. So I'm probably right about that. Paul, because he's a bitter nigga, when you tell him that he you're not interested in him, he's like, oh, I went out with Joy, but you know, I had to tell her that I'm not romantically interested in her. Paul, that is not what the fuck happened. Joy came there in her good nine to five outfit. Okay, she wasn't showing body or anything. And she let you know, honey, this is a platonic date. I'm here for Clifton, period. It wasn't, oh, you had to break it to... Y'all, these niggas. Eric says that there's no connection there with joy and tori says joy as well tommy tells the men to take the two women out and let's be respectful and blah 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 let's get to the eliminations first we see joy meeting up with demetrius she is literally pissed that she has to meet with him and it's sending me because joy one thing about joy i may think she's a little messy but she does not mince words she's like why are we here i'm not attracted to you you're not attracted to me and he's like oh i thought there was something between us demetrius please stop um he's basically telling her that the men feel like she's locked in on clifton and that she's not open to getting to know anyone else and she's pretty much just bored basically what she said earlier in this episode and she is just like listen i've had significant conversations with tori with paul i'm done with the interrogations i know where i want to be at and i say what i said and i'm taking it back i said what i said (laughs) And then she flips it on Demetrius. She's like, so why are you here? Do you even like anyone here? Demetrius is like, do I like anyone here? She's like, yeah, I don't think you're here for love. I think you're here for other reasons. And he's taken aback. Demetrius is that strict military type, which he does not like it when you get out of line with him. He does not like it when you speak for him. If you don't fit into a certain category that or idea he has for you, he's off of it. So the kitchen was getting a little too hot for Funky Deneva. And he's just like, listen, um, the men and I have discussed it and we think you are not ready to go home. 
but you are on notice. Excuse me? See, I would have tossed a drink right in his face. What do you mean I'm on notice? I'm not going home. My man is right here. Why are you so mad? Like, the men are really threatened that Joy don't want them, and it is blowing my mind. But Joy, she says she's sorry that she flipped it on him, and she understands that he had to be the messenger, but, you know, she's glad she shot the messenger. So sorry, not sorry. Next, we see Precious, Precious, Precious and Clifton going out on a date. Um, Just like Joy was, she's confused because this is the first date she's ever had with Clifton, and... He lets her know that the men think that, you know, her major red flag is that she wants to be out in the club and that she wants to be social. And she's just like, no, she doesn't accept that. That's a narrative being pushed by one person. We know she's talking about Demetrius. She's like, she does want to be social, but she wants to be social with her man, period. Um, And she feels like people were not getting to know her. They were having conversation about conversations about who they thought she was instead of, to, instead of getting to know who she really was. I 100% agree with that. I feel like on her dates when Precious, when it was in a group setting and Precious was being very social, when she went on these dates, she was actually asking great informative questions. And I think because the men weren't feeling her and y'all can't tell me that the men weren't feeling her. I I don't understand. I feel like they were all sexually attracted to her. I definitely think from the first episode that they all really liked her. It's just, I don't know. I I don't want to disrespect her in saying this, but I feel like the men did not see more than just sex with her. I don't think they thought that she was wifey material, but I guarantee you all of the men there would sleep with her if given the chance. If she was like, hey, come in my bed tonight, all of them would go willingly. So I don't really understand this, but the men on the show are all fucking fraudulent. You're all a bunch of fucking frauds. Um, so Clifton lets her know that the men don't think that she's ready to love and she does not agree with it. Like, I hope she is coming for Demetrius's neck at the reunion but um she thanks him for having her back and she makes her exit now the show usually ends right there right but no we go back to the tabernacle for a third time and it's I guess women's week and Tommy's going around asking the women how they are everybody's great except when it's time to get to Takia and Takia lets Tommy and the rest of the women know that she and Eric had a situation occur and she no longer wants to communicate with him. She does not want to date him as well. And Carmen, her messy ass, is kind of puzzled because she feels like the key has been all over Eric. And she doesn't really understand what's going on. So the show leaves us on a to-be-continued, to y'all. And I am just like, oh, Eric. Jody, my Jody. What the fuck did you do, Eric? I, I can only, if I had to guess, I... I would say, I don't know. I, I think maybe what he said about Dakia going in to kiss him got back. I mean, maybe, okay, let me reword this. I think that Dakia found out what he told Carmen about their date. I can't really see Eric being dumb enough to try something that wasn't consensual. But as we know now, this now happens every season already to love. There's some off-camera incident in... It just blows everything up. So let me just reiterate. Dakia says she does not want to communicate with Eric. She no longer wants to date him. And she's also pondering if she wants to continue this experiment. And I'm just like, oh, Dakia, please don't go home. But y'all, I guess we'll find out next week. 
Um, we know that Eric is going to meet up with Tommy by himself. So the key is not playing when she says that she no longer wants to even see him. Y'all let me know what y'all think. Thank you guys so much for listening to me this week. I can be found at K-D-A-S-H-D-I-O-R. Today, I posted a giveaway on my Brown Sugar Bookworm page for my 200 follower account. So you guys make sure if you want to win a $15 gift card to Starbucks and a $15 gift card to Barnes & Noble, make sure you guys go follow my Bookstagram account. Again, it's Brown Sugar Bookworm. The giveaway is open today until Wednesday, okay? I love y'all for listening and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.